This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 5th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Al Gore and T. Boone Pickens both want to change how you get your energy to run your car, heat your home, refrigerate your food. John McCain, for his part, wants to offer up hundreds of millions of dollars to spur development of new battery technology. Don Boudreau, chairman of the George Mason University Economics Department, Cato Institute adjunct scholar says that in all of these plans there lurks that Hayekian fatal conceit. Thomas Sowell said something once that uh, I repeat a lot, and that is reality is not optional. Uh, we have to deal with it. And uh, hope, although it's, it's important for inspiring human beings, hope itself is not much of a resource. And the, the way our standard of living has improved over the generations is the way it will continue, if it's going to improve, it's the way it will continue to improve over the next few generations. And that is incrementally with free and creative people, each taking small steps in their own ways, sometimes cooperatively, sometimes competitively, uh, not really knowing what the results are going to be. And, and out of this, this mass of human decisions connected and tied by market forces to each other, there will emerge a gradual improvement in our standard of living on all fronts, communications, energy. Uh, the the Gore-type plan reminds me of, of, you know, the great leap forward in China. Sounds good, and, you know, you, we, can, we can marshal all sorts of glorious language to justify it, but glorious language and mere hopes of a politician, no matter how sincere, are not sufficient to make uh, th- those dreams a reality. I don't know of any major, many inc- major change in human well-being that was that was planned out in any specific ways, planned out in any specific timeline. You know, it, 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 it's a it's a form of ridicule now in in the West to talk about the five-year plans of the Soviet Union. They were always ridiculous. They always failed. They, they led to more misery than they did to, to benefit. We talk about the Great Leap Forward. This, to me, smacks much more of those that kind of central planning, gargantuan, big vision nonsense than the kind of incremental, uh, entrepreneurial, piecemeal capitalism that has made the West wealthy. The big vision, were it also a big mandate presumes that the those millions of, of tiny decisions that have to be made to incrementally improve uh, the lives of individuals are inefficient, that they are not going to uh, lead us down the, the right path, and but we need a big vision. And, and that, but that's still a very popular uh, notion. Yes, it is. And I'll just point to, to history. And, and it, it, perhaps it's trite to do this, but I think it's relevant. Uh, look at big plans throughout history, and they've failed. Uh, look at market capitalism uh, that's very decentralized, driven by competitive market prices, and it succeeded beyond anyone's wildest dreams. It continues to succeed where it thrives. Um, people do have, I, I agree, a um, a yearning for you know the, the big plan and to think that we can somehow control our our, our destinies uh, in in some macro sense over the long run. We can't. The, we, we're each of us, including Al Gore, is just one tiny individual. We we can't know the future in the kind of detail that it takes 
to make those kinds of plans. You know, Hayek called this kind of thinking the fatal conceit. And it is. It's a conceit that we have. Uh, and if we implement it, it is fatal. While they think that the decisions that individuals are making now are not uh, going to produce the, the best outcome, they think that uh, a mandate, uh, folks like Al Gore, and I presume T. Boone Pickens as well with his energy plan, believe that a mandate can uh, turn on innovation uh, as if innovation comes out of a tap. Mm-hmm. Because of our limited knowledge, this is a fundamental economic point, a Hayekian point especially, because of our limited knowledge, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know fully what all the constraints are. We don't know what kind of innovation is around the road. We don't know what, what some guy working in a garage in South Central Los Angeles might be doing, or someone in, in, in Budapest, or someone in in, in Moscow, might be doing on an innovative front uh, to, 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 to change uh, the way that the rest of us should, as consumers and producers, should respond. And uh, that kind of reality, the, individ- the knowledge of what Taya called time, place, and circumstance, and the, the, the surprises that human freedom always throws up, Good surprises and bad surprises sometimes. Right? Those that reality must be taken account of if progress is to be genuine and sustained. That kind of reality is swept under the rug by these kinds of big plans. It's ignored. It's reality. The reality doesn't go away, but the big plan ignores it and it pushes people uh, through government mandate. It pushes people onward, or I'm going to say onward, it pushes people toward this ostensibly wonderful goal as if this reality didn't exist. It, it, it causes us to ignore resource constraints. It causes us to ignore opportunities to do things even better. It causes us to continue to do things inefficiently when we've gained knowledge that, that there are better ways to do things. And as we go further along that path, we become poorer, uh, and by the way, less free than we are, and then we, then we become when we have this incremental entrepreneurial market-driven process of, of progress. John McCain, with regard to energy, has made a uh, proposal for an incentive to create a particular type of battery. That would seem to be cognizant of the, of the fact that you can't just order people to innovate and that they'll do it. It is a recognition that Incentives matter. People respond to them. But at the same time, it would seem to uh, ignore the innovation that's already being done. Yeah. How does John McCain know that uh, uh, a, a, a battery is the best way to, uh, 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 you know, f- f- for, for the mass production of usable fuels to, to power automobiles and planes? Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something no one has even thought of just yet. Another thing about the McCain proposal that strikes me on it, I mean, it, it, I'm an economist. I like incentives, and, and it sounds, at one level, $300 million is a, is a big incentive. But gee whiz, if someone right now could come up with a genuinely sound alternative to the internal combustion engine that burns petroleum, that person would become far wealthier overnight than $300 million. This is... This is uh, I think just kind of a allegedly flashy way for McCain to make headlines. I think it's absurd. The private incentives existing now in the market to develop such an energy source are huge. We don't need John McCain's uh, $300 million incentive to do that. 
Don Boudreau is the chairman of the economics department at George Mason University and author of the new book, Globalization. He's also an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. You can read more at Cato.org.